and welcome to the 122nd episode of The Week with Roger, a conversation between analysts about all things telecom, media, and technology from Recon Analytics. I'm Don Kellogg, and with me, with me as always is Roger Etner. How you doing, Roger? I'm good. How are you? I'm terrific. The new year has started well. So, Roger, one of the things we do here on the podcast is uh, keep pretty close tabs on comings and goings for telecom execs. And we recently heard some news from Dish. Do you want to tell us what's going on? Yeah. Stephen Bai, the chief commercial officer, has left the company. And also Rob Hassa, who ran Boost Mobile, also left at the end of the year. That's two very senior executives, and especially Stephen Bai, who is a terrific engineer, great executive, left the ship. And that's not good for for Dish. I think all of them were like attracted of, you know, changing the world to a better place by bringing this standalone 5G network to, to this country. But, you know, it's a really, really tough. It's a hard thing to do, right? It's an extremely hard thing to do. And, and there's a reason why nobody's built a greenfield network in 20 years, right? Yes, because it's hard and and it looked like Stephen had enough, right? He's going to Sif Davis running Ookla and Rootmetric, which for an executive of Stephen's caliber is very surprising. Let's see it this way. Both of Ookla and Rootmetric are, are fantastic companies, but Steven is a rock star, right? And and so that was a little bit surprising to me. Well, so do they have anybody else lined up for that role, or it's just uh, up in the air right now? What's, what's the Nobody next Nobody lined or? up for that role, as we know. As we so know. Okay. that's a big gaping hole, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and can you talk a little bit? I know, you know we, we talk a lot in the podcast about kind of what are the, the next milestones for Dish, but, you know, what do they what do they have kind of on the road ahead of them in terms of things that presumably he would have you know been in charge of handling that and no longer well i think they they have to you know roll out distribution they launched boost infinite right which seems to be on a rocky start they have to continue to build out their their genesis network and so there there are plenty of construction sites also there are there's still negotiations going on. They have a handset commitment from Samsung, which, funny enough, then Samsung also became the infrastructure vendor, right? Mm-hmm. Because the two of them, I think it was a quid pro quo. And, you know, I think they still need a, a contract with Apple, right? So that's all a lot of things that still need to be done. And they need... To, some kind of distribution that's better than what they have right now. May that be in stores? May that be in a better online platform? Because, you know, from what we can see and what I can see, fourth quarter is a losing quarter again, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's tough, right? Yeah. Well, like we said, it's it's hard building Greenfield Network. It's also... You know, I think people take for granted the the very sophisticated retail operations all the providers have, as well as the online presence. That even if you're an MVNO, you have to set up. All, none of that is easy. 
particularly for a new player or somebody who's trying to kind of reinvent the game like dishes. So we'll keep an eye on it. Wish them success. But I also feel like it's a hard road ahead. Yeah, it's a, it's a really hard road ahead. And and then you have, you know, our next topic, right? Yeah, so want to talk about this. You had mentioned that there were some rumors out there, or I, I guess some news stories, not just rumors, about Mint Mobile. Why don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so Bloomberg reported that Mint Mobile is in conversations with T-Mobile, in early conversations with T-Mobile of being acquired by them. And Mint Mobile is like, you know, the rock star of the, the prepaid world with a Hollywood act, a Canadian Hollywood actor with a beautiful wife being their part owner and, and, and chief spokesperson. And, you know, we've seen Mint really take off in our data and with really aggressive pricing with generous data offers and they're on top of our net promoter scores on for complete experience so they are looking for for an exit now they have been looking for an exit for quite a while right mint has been on the on the market for at least a year year and a half but from from what i hear is their expectations are very lofty right mm-hmm. the lifetime value of a customer is about a hundred dollars a postpaid customer is around two to three thousand dollars right and consumer cellular sold for about two to fifty and from what i hear at least last time around mint wanted like four five hundred dollars now they've been growing leaps and bounds, right? And waiting for somebody to buy them. I don't know if they still want that much. You know, at the same time, from what I hear, this they they have a a smoking deal with T-Mobile based on the their support for the Sprint merger, and uh, the the thank you was a really smoking deal. So they're growing really, really well. They, they do a great job at Mint. And the only motivation that I could see for, for T-Mobile to buy them is to buy them out of the contract, right? And take it in-house and and expand the prepaid portfolio that they have. Realistically, you know, any MVNO you know, in, in the long run kind of has two choices, right? You either become successful and are, are bought by the parent network so they can harness those customers and uh, you know economies of our owners economics on the network or you go out of business right those are oh. kind of the two two long-term trends right and i don't think they're going out of business right so well i wouldn't go that far i think you can have make a really good living with several million customers and TrackPhone did a really good living on 20 something million customers and then was bought even though that the ebitda margin was like 4% and the ebit margin was 8 but you're making billions of dollars and and that adds up right but it's a challenging business no no qualms about it but you need to get to scale and prepaid is a tough business and you have to shovel a lot of coal into the burner every month because the the churn at least traditionally 
has been in the force. Now, both Cricket and Metro have figured out how to get this down into the twos, which is amazing. But Ryan Reynolds, uh, who owns a part of it, you know, he has bought a gin company and then sold it again and sold it for $610 million. So he might turn out to be the richest movie star, but he made his real money based on not being in a movie, right? Or, or juicing the money that he made and buying a company and through his magic touch, turn it into something fantastic and then sell it again. So it's, it's interesting, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll keep an eye on, on it for it. We'll talk yeah. to you next week. All right. Talk to you next week. <laughs>